0: all my badass bitches listening in I know there's men and women and some grandmas and shit um, <laughs> you guys are awesome I love you thank you for all your comments and feedback. you all know me Stephanie um, I'm the owner of DDSP I'm artistic director of another thing and um I'm a certified group fitness instructor and I'm third in Manitoba strongman and Scottish Highland heavy games athlete athlete and um I'm fabulous and I'm a panda and a twerk for free. So you can check me out a YT and IG if
1: you want to see some ass. If you don't want to see I feel see like some you're time, really missing out on OnlyFans and that could be another stream of revenue. So
0: <laughs> okay, we'll look into that.
1: I love ass. Ass is
0: a beautiful thing. Um so thank y'all. People pay for know. ass. People do pay for ass. So listen, people, when you're doing the deadlifts, you want to get more followers, get an ass angle. If you don't believe me, ask Alyssa. That's right. That's <laughs> you're right. welcome, Alyssa. Um, <laughs> so today's episode. <laughs> um it's all about overcoming challenges things that suck in your life and i know y'all have sucky things in your life because if you're listening in that means you need an answer hallelujah i'm not jesus i'm not a pastor because i'll get kicked out with all my swearing and shit but um i am bringing you the love the holy ghost of the strongman world and uh also a side of protein shakes so anyways today's theme you know it and our guest is the one the only Jackie O, like Cheerios. Hey. like Jack o' like Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Jackie O, like Jackie Chan, all the wonderful things in life. And that's a big O, like, oh, damn, shit, girl, you strong. So, anyways, she is like uh, a strong woman. I hate saying strong man. Can we please change that acronym to strong person or something? Oh, I know, I know, I'm so liberal. Anyways, she's uh, <laughs> known as Jack Jackie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, on her handle, and uh, she has uh, graduated from the college with Kizino's Elegies in sports and exercise studies. And um, yeah, she competed with, in Frisbee, which is so funny. No offense, dude, but like, I'm so bad at Frisbee. Like, how do you throw a disc, like not sideways and actually hit shit and catch it? That's, I don't know.
1: Um, I just get It's Frisbee. all about that external rotation and that flick of the wrist. It's all about the flick of the wrist. <laughs> the
0: flick of the wrist. That's like a yeah. song, isn't it? Um, I think- <laughs> <yeah>! Anyways, <laughs> um so she placed sixth in the strongest women in the world in 2019 and placed first in nationals in 2020 and if you guys don't know what that means you better fucking check it out because you have to go a lot go against a lot of really strong ass bitches to even get to sixth. so it's pretty amazing balls um yeah she's currently a strength coach teaching strongman classes at rise rise strength lab lab that's right you got it it's a laboratory of awesomeness the laboratory of gains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get them gains. Um, so we're gonna find out what's in her lab, you know, what's in her mixes, the science, the Jackie O and how to become just as equally awesome. So yeah, thank you for listening to today, guys. Um, so Jackie O, you yes. are amazing. And thank you. um for you? Thank you. So where where
1: like they're looking for you, where what province city are you in? Where can they find you? I am in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. I refer to myself as Queen of the North here in Saskatchewan just because I am the only pro up here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, all the way up north. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, it's about two and a half hours north of Regina and about five and a half, depending on how you drive. Five and a half hours east of Calgary and about 12 hours west of Winnipeg. She is... uh, Wow. Well, anyways, she
0: ain't lying. She actually hangs out with Bailey, which she was on a show before.
1: So mm-hmm. if
0: you want to be around
1: two badass bitches in one place, you can go to her gym. Anyways. Well, so Bailey's st- in Calgary. I'm in Saskatoon. We were in Saskatoon together. Bailey was in school in Saskatoon and that's where we met. Oh, and God. now and now she's shacked up with some guy in Calgary. But, no, so I should get married. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Bailey.
0: <laughs> it's all bullshit. um but I mean have you seen her duh of course she's shocked up duh so anyways um there's more amazing things about her accomplishments but I want to get to the meat of this conversation today so um you talked about a lot of different challenges you had to overcome in your youth in your teenage years and as a woman and a sport so let's talk about that like what are some of the challenges you had to overcome when training for strongman in your personal and professional life boom boom boom
1: Well, personal, um, I started training in 2016 and, uh, you and I had a conversation last night and I kind of dove in a little bit there, but, um, yeah, I, the first year I had some training partners and like I said, me and Bailey were in Saskatoon together. So we trained together, but then she graduated and moved back home to Alberta. Um, and then for the last, since 2017, I've been training alone. So that was definitely a big thing to overcome. Um, playing in ultimate I've always played in team sports my whole life so I always had my place on the team and like everyone knows like everyone has a place like I was the funny person who kept the spirits alive who kept everyone laughing who kept everybody happy and like kept the mood up right and, and then I also transitioned that if someone hurt one of my athletes on the field I was a mama bear that would just grizzly charge at them and take out their ankles. So like I knew my role on the team, but then once I moved into strongman, it's very much an individual sport. It's not a team sport at all. Like there's camaraderie between athletes and like, you have girls cheering you on and stuff, but it's very much you train alone all the time. And that was for me, like, it's not like that for everybody. I know um, some gyms, there's plenty of strong, but I'm the only one, I'm the only pro up here in Saskatoon. There are other strongmen that train up here in Saskatoon. But my hours are so different so I train alone um so that was huge and like having to transition from being that the goofy one to the protective mama bear to all of a sudden now I have no place and now I have to find out who I am as an athlete who trains alone who competes pretty much alone because you're really just competing to beat yourself you're not like yeah you're competing against other girls but the way that I've kept my mindset in check is I am, yes, I'm competing against other girls, but I'm competing to beat myself and I'm competing to beat my old PRs. And competition is a time where I go and prove myself, prove to myself that I am stronger than I was. So that's the mindset I go into competing with, but yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest challenges is having to train alone and having to find that mental toughness to keep going and not have to not, you know, not worry about it. So So I know that um, you started weightlifting
0: when you were a teen And Mm -hmm. that you, you know, had experience in bullying and like struggle with eating disorders, which is like something I like to talk a lot about, because I feel like we always have perceptions, misperceptions of what someone with eating disorder looks like. And, um, you know, women generally, we just have like, you know, not the greatest relationship with food, but, you know, sort of teen boys and, and, you know, adult men. So it's something that needs to be talked about. And, you know, if it's all for like alleviating um, allergies or hormone issues or just being healthy and fit, that's one thing, but we've become like so extreme on both ends that, it's it's rare yeah. to find people that are at like a healthy body weight they're either like crazy like overworkout, or just like underworkout. so finding that balance is like really important so um like i know you ain't a doctor girl but obviously you know you had to do things with the pcos to um be able to train for strong men because hormones affect us as women hugely when it comes to training just in general even if you don't have something off so what are some of the things that you did to you know overcome like the eating disorder in a healthy way that's hard some women never ever you know, that's always in the back of their head kind of type thing. How'd you overcome that? How'd you, you know, fix like the hormone issues that you are experiencing um, for people who want to start looking into that, who maybe be suspect um, and don't want to get caught up, you know, in all the social media stuff that might be yeah. incorrect information. Um, and like in terms of body image and, and loving yourself, like obviously strongly did that for you. How'd you get there? So yeah, those three things.
1: Okay. Well, you might have to keep me on track because I might rabbit trail, which is quite normal for me. Um, so the whole eating disorder thing started when I was, well, when I hit puberty, um, so probably like 13, 14, I started to experiment with different like diet pills, which as a 13 year old girl, you should never do. Um, yeah, I so when I was
0: oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I actually, not like, I had, I went to the hospital when I was 17. Cause I like heart palpitations and I was taking, like, I don't want to say the name cause I don't want to get sued, but, um, it was like, <laughs> that was one of those capsules that was like thermo, thermo burners, but back then they weren't regulated monitored at
1: all. Yeah. So yeah, it raised my heart rate I'm- like way too high. So anywho, yeah. I, can relate. I did that as well. Yeah. So when I was 13, I went to Zellers and with the <laughs> shoveling money that I had earned, um, I bought myself some diet pills that only grown well, let's be real, nobody should consume them. However, they're targeted for mature women, not young preteen girls. So I bought that and I was taking it and it was hard on me. Like I would get weird hot flashes and, but like in my mind, I was like, this is going to make me skinny. Cause I was the really tall girl after puberty. I shot up to five ten. None of my other friends were as big or as tall as me. And I wasn't, I wasn't big by any means. I look back on pictures and I was skinny as heck, but in my mind I was big because what did we have? We had low rise jeans that showed your butt crack and we had fashion magazines that perpetuated this, this fashion. And it's it was the bo- the whole body image thing was skinny girls. And I was not yeah. a skinny girl. And I had <sighs> peer pressure around me from people that were really close to me that would be like, hmm, looking a little big today. And it was just like, wow, words like that to a 13 year old girl to hear over and over and over. It's just like, <laughs> what do you think she's going to do? Yeah. So I, I go to Zeller's with my, my little kitty purse and I go and I buy the weight loss pills and I take them. And I remember one Sunday we were out for lunch and we were at a Chinese restaurant And I was sitting across from my mom and dad and I passed out sitting down for no, like I just got super, super hot. My vision just dialed in and then I just passed out right there. And mom and dad were like, what is going on? And I was just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I woke up and I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And they're just like, are you sure? And it was just like, I wasn't being checked in with. And there wasn't any questions like, oh, what's going on? Because I was that kid who was like, I'm tough. I can take care of myself. And then my parents were just like, okay, she's tough. She can take care of herself. So like, there was never that check-in, like what is actually going on here? And so the weight loss pills led to diuretics. And I started to take laxatives for a whole year from the age of 14 to 15. Yeah. I, I would take laxatives for a whole year. They were super cheap. Again, at Zeller's, $4.50 a bottle for a bottle of 50 or hundred, for a bottle of a hundred. And I would take the, the maximum recommended dose, which was eight pills, eight pills twice a day. Yeah. So I was shitting myself, well, once a day, but like the first set of pills in the morning would kick in. And then the last set of pills in the night would do like finish the job. So it was just like, I was getting no nutrients. I was probably wrecking my body. Obviously I was wrecking my body. Yeah, And so for a whole year, and then I got, I started to get the validation comments like, oh, you're, you're looking really slam. Ooh, you're looking really slim, And I'm like, yes, yes, it's working. And like my body weight was trying to go up because I was growing. I was only 15 years old. My, my body was trying to mature. And I was, I think my weight was stuck around 155, 160, and it kept fluctuating. And like, for me, that was super heavy because girls, my age, they were 120, 130. And here I'm the big one. And I was so insecure about that. And so yeah. it wasn't until I, for, I forget the incident of why I stopped taking them, but it was just like, I was just fed up. And I think I just got sick and tired of hearing everyone's comments. And I just started snapping at people and I just stopped taking it. And I started to work out a little bit more. And then I think when I was 17, 17 or 18, I was like, okay, no more pills. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna get healthy. I'm gonna eat healthy or try to anyways. Um, and like, I grew up in a like a middle class to lower middle class home. And so like you ate what you was, well, you ate what was on the table. And if you didn't eat it, you know where your bedroom is. You can go there. And when you're ready to come eat, you can come and eat it cold. Like that's the house that I grew up in, right? Yeah, so it was, <laughs> yeah. Asshole, all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm a mom now. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Go like, to your expensive room. Ass, organic
0: fucking bitch ass. Uh, uh, with in the organic economy. isn't like, all that it's cracked up. No, me. no, I'm just saying it's like the amount no. of meat. I'm like, you know, I can't, there's, mm. a there's a yoker. What? Else? Put that
1: on a crack up. <laughs> yeah. Get creative. Yeah. <laughs> you so I invested in Beachbody, Body, T90X. Tony Horton was my very first coach. Oh, man. Uh, sounds so yeah. much
0: like me. Oh. <laughs> and so worried? for I 90 go... days. Date... Oh, Sorry, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. No, I just yeah, want to so... some key points that you were saying about the, you know, uh, before I forget there, like earlier on, when you talking about, um, you know, wearing a bikini and like the, the mm. culture, there was a culture that, was allowed, right? Like if you are a teacher, yeah. you were allowed to call kids fat. You know, yeah. parents allowed to, and grandparents were allowed to call a kid fat. And like, mm-hmm. it's so different to now. But it was just like yeah. if you, like you said, didn't fit that image, didn't matter what your body type was or genetics, it was like, yeah. yeah, you, you. It's like you weren't allowed to be a part of society, right? Like you were not visually, if you were not visually appealing, not just the opposite sex, but same sex at different ages, you weren't allowed to be around. Um, and I mean, you're lucky you didn't die. Like for sure, like you said, you know, damage um, to your body definitely, you know, occurred from mm-hmm. that but it's more of like the fact that, um, you were never able to just like have a conversation about it. Right. Like I can relate to you in the sense of, um, I was, um, you know, asked to, I stopped going to school. I started calling it sick because I just felt so disgusting. And I just got really tired of being bullied or called names. And you know, I got it at home because that was the culture at home. You know, if you're like religious Baptist, you're not allowed to be fat because it's considered a sin, right? Like what? You what? Oh right. I tell people start in my life. They're like, Oh my oh, God. Man. It's like, there's no way that's real, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I've just burned it. Oh yeah. man. Um, the book of Mormon. It's
1: real-
0: oh God. <laughs> Pretty close though. It's crazy. Some of the stuff, like when I was an adult, I'm like, what the fuck? Like I would yeah. never be a kid, but, um, yeah. So what I was going to say is like, uh, to not, kill yourself right to not mm-hmm. like let that bury you hard is it, I know what that's like and it's a fucking amazingly brave that you overcome it so go on with your point of how you were starting like that key point when you're like hey you know
1: no more pills for me you know when yeah. you start to realize whoa shit this isn't good mm-hmm. I think I it actually started when I started working when I started like legally when I was allowed to work because from the age of 12 to about 15 or 16 whenever the legal age was back then um I was shoveling I think I had about five or six driveways in the winter that I would shovel um at 6 a.m I would get up do my whole round and then if it snowed again I would come back make more money um and I would just like all winter whenever it would snow I would I was out there I was the little snow machine just going making money um, <laughs> burr, burr, I just yeah in my head right now and you yeah. just like little shit just like pushing it like... oh no 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 I was I was the shoveler I didn't have a snowblower I was the snowblower
0: Fuck, those hurt, man. My parents were assholes. The big yard, I always had a shovel, and that fucking hurt your back and neck. Like that made me so strong, man. It's all your years as a kid, just, yeah. get my bills, glasses, shit? Yeah. just all the anger taken up and thrown out now, just pushing a yeah. shovel. <laughs> snow's like calm the fuck down. Wait. You're kidding It's true. The grass. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's serious story time. Yeah, you know what?
1: That's <laughs> probably why I'm good at tossing things is because I was tossing snow all winter when I was young. So well, that's you
0: that.
1: <laughs> oh, <charity>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah and then in the summer I was doing yard work and I would usually I would hook the people that I would I was I was a salesperson from a very young age and then I would try and hook those people that I shoveled for They're like oh I can cut your grass once a week oh I can take I can weed your garden and like so I was a big entrepreneur right from the very start because my mom sat me and like I'm very thankful for this conversation because it's probably one that I'll have with my kids when I was 12 she sat me down and she was like listen you're getting to be a young adult you are now going to be in charge of buying the things that you want. I will buy you what you need, socks, underwear, toothbrush, whatever. But if it's something you want, like new shoes, like like fancy shoes that aren't practical, um, electronics, stuff like that, you have to put the bill for that. And so you got to go get a job. And I was just like, my heart sank and I was like... <clears throat> what can I'm only 12 and my mom was like well that neighbor over there look they haven't shoveled their driveway yet and they're old you can start marketing yourself with the old people and I mean so I so I did and so I started making money in the summers I would do lawn care and then when I was legal my very first job was at a daycare so I think I was about 15 or 16 but I think Uh, I stopped taking laxatives yeah when I was legal
0: when I was (laughs) legally able to work (laughs) in Canada and when I was no longer child, child labor, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, really, exactly. You are like, I'm so, making
1: money now. I don't need to shit myself today. Man, being a young entrepreneur, old people stiff you. This one yeah. lady, this she, she tried, Oh, she tried to pay me in a, a rug that she made. And I was just like, I don't want this. Like, what is it? She like, oh, this payment for a rug. It was a rug. It was a shag rug that she made. And it's just like, listen, I'm sure that there is time and effort that went into this but I'm here for cash. I'm not here for a rug. This is not This is not an exchange of goods. You're this a machine is when service the hey horse
0: Here is a rug. <sighs> could put your door, by your bed. It's probably one of those ones that you string. That's like one of those like paint by numbers, but it's like
1: <laughs> it was. It was pretty super cool. Like she did a good job and I used it as a, an under blanket for when I used to have a horse for to put the saddle on. But like- <gasps> You horses too? I had a horse and uh-huh. I had no idea what I was doing. So I sold her. <laughs> i had no idea how to train how to like round pen and then she was getting to the age where it was time to it's a saddle breaker and i i was like i am not getting on this horse so horse it was
0: like, just smack me again yeah. I will
1: fuck you. Up. <laughs> oh, there were and so like, many of those days yeah it's not
0: we're not compatible move
1: on yeah so yeah it wasn't until I I started working at the daycare where I was just like you know what I can't keep doing this like I am so tired and that was the thing is I was tired all the time and it was because of it was because of that and I wasn't eating enough and it was it just wasn't good so then when I started like working when I was legal it to work in Canada um yeah that's pretty much when I stopped because like it wasn't sustainable how was I supposed to keep a job with no energy And I walked to and from school every single day because I was obsessed with losing weight. And I refused to take vehicles or let my mom and dad drive me. I was just like, you know Mm -hmm. what? No, I'm going to walk. It's not that far. It's a 20 minute walk to school. Yeah. So I would walk to and from school every day because I was so obsessed with losing weight. And it was just like my biggest fear was graduating and weighing 170 pounds. Like that was my biggest fear as a 17 year old. And I did, I, I graduated high school at 170 and I was perplexed by it because like I was, no one else was my size. So it was and like, I started to put on weight too, because I was working out more and I was using a lot of weights and it was just like, I couldn't keep the scale down enough. And like, I would watch my mom step on the scale three or four times a week, and so it's just like, oh man, like, do I guess I have to do so, like, what are
0: so? Do you think like I personally think that most of the insecurities and fears we have and anxiety comes from our own parents' fears mm-hmm. and anxieties, right? Like mm-hmm. the people who called me these things usually were that themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, I can relate to everything, almost identical things, you know. Um, definitely like the graduating thing um and lifting weights and walking everywhere and under eating and like i just like same thing just extreme adrenal like just exhaustion mm-hmm. and i would go full on days without eating like fasting and um i'd be afraid to just even drink water like it's really crazy like when you think about it yeah. now you're like what the but yeah i like i remember yeah. doctors telling me i was obese just because i think like when i was 13 or 14 15 i weighed what she said like i think like 170. And I used to like do dangerous shit. Like I'd like run at night by myself as a fucking teenager. And I started lifting weights yeah. and I was older. Like I look younger now, but I looked older. And so I'd have like, you know, 27 year old guys be like, hey, shout out. Because yeah. they want to tap that ass. And it's like, I'm a kid. So it's like, yeah. it wasn't really like at the time when I went to the gym years ago, there wasn't other girls that age. Like that was a really yeah. rare thing for a teenage girls to be lifting. And even mm-hmm. just to be into wrestlers. Like when you talk to your, about
1: your skills, I'm like, dude, you should have done rugby. Cause you probably would have been really good at it. But uh, oh, I've been scouted. I've been scouted by the Valkyries. The Valkyries is a football team here in Saskatoon and they're like, they're, it's, it's pretty, it's like, it's not NFL, but it's like a step down from NFL because there's no women league for NFL. So like I've been scouted by the Valkyries and I've been scouted by rugby teams all over here in the city. And it's just like, no, I can't. No, because, because. I will get hurt because I'll be aggr- way more aggressive than I should oh, be. Oh Yes. I have issues with that. <laughs> and I'll get hurt. And then like, bye-bye straw, man. Like I can't. I, <laughs> like, the thing is, I don't know my own strength
0: and I also have like good aim when I'm not trying to, and I hurt myself and other people because I just like, I like, I don't know, especially when I'm angry. Like I've really, freaked mm-hmm. I strength. see red. Yep. I see red too. And I'm just like, when I'm happy, I can't do things. So <laughs> I, I can really, you know, I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Control of myself, you know, like up, down. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So you were, uh, so catalyst moment catalyst mom girl. Like when, because that's pretty fucking crazy. Like, I said to go from that to change. So
1: you stopped doing the laxatives, the pitotes and then what? Well, I still was in a massive caloric deficit, and um, I was actually reading in a book today. It's called the Period Repair Manual. I put it on my Instagram today, asking people what I should read next, and everyone was saying I should read the book Boundaries that I have, but I already started oh, reading the Period a- Repair oh, Manual. Yes. Oh, I know, yeah. but I have a bunch of books, and then I have more in my Amazon cart, so I got to start reading them. Anyways, <laughs> I was reading. She was saying, and she's been a, a women's natural path doctor for the last twenty years, so she's been working like in fertility clinics and like being doctors to those women. It's a so so far like ten out of ten book. And she was just like, the cycles of a period take 12 years to establish. You have to think of a period and like the the hormones that women go through with their period cycles as like little rivers in their body. And it takes 12 years to get those rivers carved in. And so those are, it takes 12 years to establish what an actual normal cycle looks like and so I was already messing around with my cycle right from the get-go because I was hearing messages like oh you're looking a little big today Ooh, you're a big girl that's what I heard all yeah, the time no, my, I, hate my, that, I hate that fucking expression yeah, like, my, you look a little bloated I'm like what the fuck mm-hmm. does that mean I have a
0: food baby asshole Cause I ate that baby <laughs> because, excuse because FUPA. I excuse my stupa. women need fat here to protect their uterus know the why we have that's okay Thank you. It's called science. And by the way, when you stop getting your period, and like some women genetically are tiny, so I'm not hating on you, okay, because I know that, but I'm saying for the non people who built that way, who are starving themselves, like we once did, um, mm-hmm. it's not fucking good for your reproductive health and focus of your no. home. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not for everyone. I mean, it is no. a scientific fact that only a certain percent of the population is built that way. So it doesn't mean you're any less, more beautiful, capable, of maze balls. It's just like you're, you're, it's not, especially if you want to have kids. Like, don't fuck don't fuck with that shit. Cause it does no. it does make a huge difference when you're pregnant. Like so when I had my first son, I wasn't like I was still kind of battling the starters and working out of it. Um and my kid is first kid is way smaller than this baby. Like my baby's literally thirteen months old size and he's six months and he's healthy. Like he's thick and tall. Like he's a boof cake.
1: And i a chunker.
0: Of- He's a chunk but that's because I was eating, you know what I mean? And I was exercising. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I oh, haven't gone calories. Yeah. Whereas like um when I had my first I felt bad about eating like I still ate healthy food, but it was, it wasn't about when I was pregnant, it was all the years before that, right? Yeah. So it took probably four or five years, like my son's four. It yeah, about five years to just fix my body from all the yeah. abuse dieting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean? well, it's
1: taken me longer and I don't have kids. Yeah, like not yet anyway. Food. Yeah. And so there was a point where Cause like I look at my dad and my, I'm built like my dad. Like I'm tall. I have my mom's flat butt and I'm very jealous of my dad's bubble butt, but I'm <laughs> very butt. tall. Bubble, I bubble, have butt. exactly. And I don't have it. I'm building it though. So I'm getting there. You have, but a I have my dad butt like me, my husband. That's
0: how like, why my kid's name is Kaiser. Cause we were lying in bed when I was friends. like, your butt should look like a Kaiser button. I was like, what's a Kaiser butt And then I looked up on Google. And then I looked up the Urban Dictionary and I was like, hey, that's a really cool name for kids. He's like, who did have your ass!" off after us? Like, he doesn't need to know. I didn't know. It's a cool uh, funny He's going
1: to know now. This video is going to be on YouTube forever and ever. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm built like my dad. I'm tall. I got broad shoulders. I got really long legs. Like, I'm built like my dad, minus his butt. And so, anyways, I'm, one uh, when, when I was 16 or 17, I was like, you know what? My body wasn't made for this there's no way I'm going to look like those girls in the magazines. Cause I also worked at a shoe store. So it was very fashion forward. Like we brought in all the latest trends and then we were told to study the fashion magazine so that we could see what the fashion was so that we knew how to sell it and what to pair the shoes with and stuff like that. So I was very much immersed in fashion and I had to study it. And it was just like me studying these girls who I look nothing like. And it was just like, you know what? I'm never going to look like that. There's absolutely no way. So I'm just going to lean into how I've built. And so I have big shoulders, so I'm going to work on my shoulder strength and I'm going to try and get my, my arms strong. And like, I have long legs, so I'm going to work on my speed and I'm going to work on this. And so it changed more to a, a goal-based orientation, but I still was caught in that cycle that you could be smaller. Ooh, your love handles are looking a little thick today. You know, like stuff like that. So um, <sighs> yeah. yeah, like
0: it didn't matter what job I did, whether it was like retail or it, I was always like on my feet. I was always doing like, I was always moving and you know it's like yeah there's always this fucking comments and like yeah uh you know back in the day you can work in retail shops if you were a certain weight you know what i mean because i didn't even have anything over large a lot of times even 1x's were
1: hard to find yeah absolutely um, first size 16 18 or 13 even 13 you should they're like you should go kill yourself like right now um yeah 12 was big and i was a 12 when i was 16 and i was yeah, big I mean, but
0: it's crazy to because like i had a flat stomach do you know what i mean like i wasn't mm-hmm. like, i wasn't obese by any means but um yeah, like when you're talking about um, just the comments, the way that people speak to you, like it's really hard to get that out of your head. And like I said, when you're training and you're doing these things as strong woman, as a woman um, in a sport that's ma- 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 like mainly a man's sport, right? Like it's considered male sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's a change, but I just wanna know how you like overcome Sometimes, you know, memories or like uh, comments, like it's, a, it's like, you've obviously won that battle. And like I said, not a lot of people do that. So how, I mean, that's a lot of years of mm, like people in internet are, right? Like in your ear, like, yeah. how did you get past that? To like, I don't give a book? I'm beautiful. Well,
1: first of all, it's, an, it's still an ongoing battle. Like, it's still something that I have to nip in the butt every time I get those thoughts because they're still there. And like, I was going to make a comment. The worst part about those comments is that they came from adults that I trusted. Those comments of the body shaming came from adults that I trusted. And so I was not being validated by the people I should have been validated from. I was being put down because of my body from people that should have been validating me. So that was tough. So that was the biggest mental barrier ever because it was just like these people that are put in your life or that, yeah, that are put in your life for you to trust. You can't trust them. Um, So it was a big mental like huge mental mess and it was just it's it wasn't until last year because like there was a point in time with my strongman career in 2019 where I was my my mental health was in the shitter and I was not doing good I almost gave up my pro card like my mental health was awful in 2019 and it wasn't until the fall of 2019 that I sought counseling and I started to get help and now once every two weeks or once a month or something, I'm talking with my counselor. And like, I'm a much healthier human for it. And there's lots of little ticks that I can recognize now and then correct it because it's like, "Mm, that's not normal. Like you shouldn't be waiting for someone else to validate you. You should just be validating yourself because people have let you down in the past with that. So the people that you've trusted, you really can't trust. So they have to earn that back.
0: And so then, yeah. yeah.
1: And so it was taking that back into my hands and realizing like, you can and it's like when everyone's like read boundaries I will but it was about setting boundaries and I didn't have those in place and everyone could just say whatever to me and now it's like "Mm, those are really not nice words and I'm gonna choose to just pretend you don't exist for a second until you can like correct your attitude and then we'll revisit this you know
0: what once you start doing that like um so someone who was like I don't like making this about me I'm just saying like I had to reject anything from past like not because I'm hiding it down like Mm-hmm. I had to, so I could heal. And then yeah. I had to learn yeah. what, what healthy looked like. So I started yeah. with like boundaries, book, leadership, because I always read leadership stuff and growth mindset yeah. stuff. But I had really bad boundaries and like really low self esteem yeah. and confidence. So even as doing all these supposedly healthy things, like working out, eating, right? Doing all those things, like having a business, I still like you, just like it was still there. And so I took a bunch of parenting courses and that fucking that triggered so much trauma. Like, I had my first mm. kid because I was like, holy fuck. Like, then I realized mm. how bad shit was. And yeah. so I had to believe, I had to process that. And I kept taking parenting courses and, um, like, if you can't be real and in your healing process, like with people around you, then they're not supposed to be, they're not the people you're supposed to be around. And like, like mm-hmm. women need to not apologize for that. And no. men too, so like, uh, seeking mental health support of any kind is brave as yeah. fuck. And it's everything, yeah. everybody should do that because, you know, we all were raised by broken people, right? And yeah. it's, a, it's a broken world, right? Like, there's good, but there's bad. And there's, we all have so much to a certain extent. and you do it for you because the thing is you want to live your life your best life right you want to mm-hmm. live up to your full potential and the thing is is even if we're we're succeeding and we have trophies it's still killing us it's still eating us a lot there's yeah. so, that's why so many athletes like, especially bodybuilders because a, a lot of times they're the worst body dysmorphia not hating on any bodybuilders just saying a sentence no but it's it's stuff. true yeah and it's because they don't get counseling right and yeah. and so even though like i said they have all success and they're strong or whatever and they have a strong mind their heart is still hurting so it's like mm-hmm. we need to heal our hearts and. Um, sometimes it's important to take a step back. So you can your greatest, you know, step back is your biggest comeback. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like when you can shed all that garbage out of your life, um, and then you can really push forward and do things you never thought you could do and it's like not about, it's like you're not apologizing, you know, once again, yeah. self-respect, self-care, not apologizing for going to the gym, not apologizing, you know, for um, even having challenges. Like mm-hmm. I don't care who the fuck you are, pro not. like you said, everybody has challenges. Everybody yeah. has times when they don't feel beautiful or they feel like shit. Yeah. And I think we'd actually have a lot more support by the good people around us, fans, friends, whatever followers, if we just freaking
1: were real on those down mm-hmm. days, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 not, not, and just not just fake positivity, because that's the yeah. thing too, where that's it's- toxic. just it's the opposite where it's toxic positivity, where it's like good vibes only. Ooh, yeah, no, oh, no God. negative vibes here. It's like, mm. and then you run away from conflict. because gets, those are negative vibes. It's like, ah, no, that's conflict. And that's something you need to deal with. And that's yeah. something that you need to face and that you need to face head on and not beat around that bush. Because if you beat around that bush, then it's just going to keep eating at you. But if you say, hey, actually, the way you're talking to me is very disrespectful. Um, is there a reason that you're talking to me like that for? Like, is there something that I did? And then it's just like, oh, Oh, I don't know. It's like okay, so then we don't talk to me like that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I give people like a warning, and then I'm like, "You're dead to me." And once you're dead to me, like I don't do second chances. Have it because I don't talk to people like that. So I don't don't fucking talk to me like that. Like there's a difference between miscommunication and intentional disrespect. So anywho, I don't put people above me, and I don't I don't like mean people put themselves above me. Like I just Mm -hmm. treat people like equals. If you respect me, I respect you. An asshole, you're dead. I don't care if you believe. Um, kindness is not expensive. You
1: know, you can kindness is free amen preach hallelujah it's true though <laughs> it's not hard it's actually we heard medea over there oh my god love medea <laughs> like if Medea were like the person
0: i fuck up the oh. neighborhood
1: i'm sorry my <laughs> doctor is cramping we're good we're good we're good keep going stretch to the cat stretch um we're good so yeah so you so back to the subject yeah. so you sought out
0: hormonal um therapy so what exactly were you prescribed right. what did you do what changed that mm-hmm. like because it, it, hormones affects your mind right if you have a bad oh my cut, gosh like yeah. like, we're going to talk about you guys know, she studied like neurological health and we're going to talk about that stuff too so we're going to tie into that basically so yeah so hormone therapy what did you do how did that change your mind how did this like because it, it was a domino effect with all these things right so
1: yeah so I avoided going to the doctor for the longest time because I didn't want to hear that I was obese because I was in kinesiology. I knew how the BMI calculations worked. I knew I was obese class two. I'm currently obese class three, but also have the best blood work that I've ever had in my life. So, yeah, me oh, too. Uh, so BMI is bullshit. BMI can go fuck oh, itself. Oh gosh. Wow, yeah. Hard. Yeah. It's, it's a good <laughs> standard for general population for, for people who aren't athletes, pregnant women or children. It's great it's a good measure. Like I have a bunch of just like older ladies that I personal train for. And it's a great tool for that because they're not competitive. They're just there to work out. They're yeah. not pregnant. You know, they're not children. Like it's a great standard, but it's not the golden standard and no one should hold themselves to that. It's um, a tool. And I agree. It's, it's not the a tool at all,
0: all. And it shouldn't be just like a scale.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. Especially, so yeah. Yeah. I was about 23, 22 when this one summer, I was spotting. And if, if people watching don't know what spotting is, it's, it's not like a heavy flow, like a period. It's just like your vagina is discreeting a little bit of blood every single day. I was spotting for four months in a row. It, and it would, it was just constant every single day for four months I was spotting. And in my mind, I was just like, Ooh, and I wasn't educated with like anything like I got in trouble the first day I ever got my period because I was using way too many pads because all of a sudden it was just like carry down there and I was freaking out and I was just like, ah! And my mom got mad at me because I was using too many pads and of course we didn't grow up rich. So stop using so many pads was what's going through my mom's head. So I wasn't taught in like how to use pads or tampons or anything. So even as I avoided them because I'm like, oh no, because I grew up in a religious home too, right? So it was like, oh no, a tampon is going to take away your virginity. And so I was trying to get over that in my early 20s And you people watching, you think it's weird, but it's a total mindset, and it's like something that you have to work your way out of. That's why I'm laughing
0: because it's ridiculous when you're not
1: controlling you anymore. But in the moment, it's
0: like the fear of the Lord.
1: Yeah, yeah, your soul. (laughs) Absolutely. And so I put a tampon in, and I was just like, it hurts so bad. And so in my mind, I'm like, ah, I probably scratched the vaginal walls with that tampon. Like, I should probably go get checked out. And that was, that's what was going through my mind. And so when I went to see the doctor, he was just like, how long have you been spotting for? I was like four months. And he was just like, and you didn't think to come see me sooner. I was just like, no, like I thought this was normal. And he was like, we're sending you for blood work. And so they sent me for blood work. Um, it came back. He was just like, yeah, so we need to talk. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he was just like, so this one hormone is really high in your body. And women who have this hormone in excess typically have PCOS which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And if you don't know what that is, that's where cysts line the walls of your ovaries on the inside. So releasing an egg is very difficult. Lots of women don't have periods for many, many months because um, these eggs can't get past the cysts. Um, I believe, I think so. Anyways, science. so we went, science. And so <laughs> we went, I went to go get an ultrasound and I got an external one because don't stick things in your vagina or else you're not a virgin anymore. And so- <laughs> So I got an external ultrasound, and the X-ray tech she finished and she looked and then she her eyes got big and she ran out of the room and I was just like weird Kate okay.
0: and like I'm just picturing this as an actor yeah. by the way she's also yeah. an actress I'm just fucking picturing them like this little nurse <laughs> like a perm from the
1: 80s or 90s and just fucking running
0: out and being like oh yeah. eyes falling oh no shit you know like just- yeah
1: no that's exactly what happened and so she ran grabbed the doctor yeah, a doctor came back. Me. And the doctor was just like, so your doctor is going to be contacting you in the next couple of days, but um, it is confirmed that you do have cysts in your ovaries, you have a lot of them. And I'm just like, and like my heart sank and I'm just like, can I go pee, please? Like I have to pee so bad. (laughs) And so I just started crying in the bathroom and because like the ultrasound ended, they said the doctor will contact you, you can go to the bathroom, here's the exit, have a great day. And I just broke down in tears in the bathroom. And I'm just like, this means I can never have babies. And like, I didn't understand it. Cause it was just like, what does this mean? And all I was told was that it was very difficult to conceive if you have PCOS and I, my, like, I always wanted to have kids. And so that broke my heart. And like, I was just bawling 23 years old in the bathroom of an x-ray clinic. And it was just like sad. And so then I went back to the doctor and he was just like, and as a kinesiologist, it was just like, Hey, I'm learning about the human body. I'm becoming a little more comfortable with my body. I'm trying to live well I'm trying to eat well I'm trying to buy into this lifestyle of a kinesiologist and I was I think it was my second or third year as a kin and the I was started to do some research into it and the doctor was like okay so you have a couple options either you can um keep going with irregular periods or you can take birth control and I was just like okay and I knew birth control was a band-aid it didn't fix the problem it only masked it so it looked like you had regular cycles because I don't think I had a regular cycle for like two years and then all of a sudden I started spotting for four months. And so I was just like, well, I'm not taking the birth control because then I have no idea what my body's doing. I want to feel what's going on. I want to see the fluid. Like I want to know what's going on. And so he was just like, it's up to you. Here's the box. If you choose to take it, read the instructions. Um, He's like, it's an everyday thing. And then you take like the placebos or whatever. And he's just like, it's for three months. If you want to take it, take it. Here's the box. And so I'm like, okay. So like no options were presented to me other than birth control and birth control is not the option, especially when. You're trying to fix a hormonal irregularity. It's like
0: the worst thing to like. Yeah. People don't understand that yeah. birth control, short term, long term, has a huge effect on your hormones and your long term health. Like, I have an IUD now. I had one right after I had my first son. And I mean, like, I don't have a period, which is definitely not good. But I mean, I like it because periods suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the symptoms, I just don't have any, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, it's always like, that's problematic because then the whole week I'm just mm-hmm. a psycho. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, I'm <laughs> sipping on my you know? but, <laughs>
1: with I no work know, to show for your psychoness you
0: know? yeah yeah right no proof <laughs> you know no nastiness <laughs> in the garbage can all yeah. the people listening what the fuck I'm talking about they go. <laughs> anyways um I just fucking like I just straight savage and uh but the thing is is like because the rest of my blood work is okay the moment mm-hmm. I took that shit out it was like boom shit baby number two uh one time it's all took um but okay. like it does make you gain weight right and I know this yeah. for a fact because I was never on birth control my entire life till after I had this first kid mm-hmm. so it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's a fucking big thing. And like yeah. when guys be like, yeah, like, I'm just like trying I'm like, bitch, you ain't got to train with your cycle. You don't even fucking know, <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's like, anyways, PCOS is like something that you can. Um, manage is something that you can mm-hmm. heal so I want there's mm-hmm. like so many women lifting community that struggle with that or don't even know they're struggling with it so yeah. I mean obviously like blood work you know other guests talk about do that often like every six months um mm-hmm. year max but um anyway so yes yeah, so you contacted some doctors what are some of the specific things like you know disclaimer we're not doctors okay so yeah. this is just, uh, something that we're for Jackie O okay yeah it's this just, is this show. is experience This and, tutorials, um, the yeah. bit, but, uh, <laughs> so what did you take what did you do what did you not do what did you do
1: Well, he also prescribed me or referred me to a gyno. And so I went to go and see this gyno and then she was just like, listen, this is something you can heal from. You're really young. She was like, and when you start to have kids, she was just like, if PCOS is still like present in your blood work, then like hormone therapy is an option too. And I was just like, okay. And she was just like, listen, PCOS. Yes. It's mainly blood work diagnosed like you like yeah you can do an internal and an external ultrasound and like the next year when I went for another checkup I did an internal because I'm just like you know what if it's more accurate I want to know and so it was just like yep they're there but they're not as prevalent and so anyways rewind to the gyno and she was just like it's all about your diet she was like you're going to have to trim the fat somewhere and she was like I'm not talking about your body I'm not talking about anything I'm talking about your diet she was just like find a diet that is sustainable something that is healthy. And she was like, if you need references to dietitians, I can gladly give you that. And she was like, and if you're still struggling, um, hormone replacement therapy is an option. And the thing with hormone replacement therapy is that it doesn't solve the problem again. It just masks and replaces what the body should be doing. So like PCOS, it's not normal. Um, it's a result of us women playing around with things we shouldn't play around with
0: and also the thing too is like the only way to figure out what's because okay so the body if it's inflamed number one you're gonna have a bad gut so that affects Mm -hmm. your mind your mood all this other Mm -hmm. stuff right um and if you're not on top of your hormones and they're off Mm -hmm. whack um a lot of times, not all the time, but most of the time, I would say Mm -hmm. it's due to you're eating things that it doesn't matter if it's healthy. It's not healthy for your genetic Mm -hmm. type. I strongly Mm -hmm. believe in the blood type diet. I don't care if you doubt people, because I've used on so many of my clients on my sales. And basically it's elimination diet, right? You cut something back. You see how you feel. You cut something back. If you're really careful, I agree with you. It should be definitely with like led with a professional. But once you start to study that you're like, oh, okay, well, um, it's the the way the food is being cooked or what's in it. Like you may not have be lactose intolerant, but it bothers like, so if you're asthmatic, dairy is like mm-hmm. the worst thing for you you know what I mean mm-hmm. I know that but it's like especially cheap dairy so I buy like yeah basically really expensive old fermented cheese and eat small portions of it also tastes mm-hmm. super strong so it's not
1: like you can be like mm-hmm. you braided know, cheese like all over the face <laughs> am I the only one here is um, cheese <gasps> no part? you're not oh no we have three different cheeses in our fridge oh. right now you're good yeah I
0: always have at least three or four so um yeah, yeah so it's like it's it's like taking those things back and playing with it like mm-hmm. you know taste taking protein shakes and water is gross I don't really like it but I also know I can't drink A lot of milk, but I know that's, you know, skim milk bothers me more than full fat milk. So yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah, it's important to um, understand that. And like, um, keto diet isn't healthy for everyone.
1: Mm So yeah, totally huge. Well, and that was something too, is I, I experimented with the whole 30 diet, because someone said that, or I was reading a lot of reviews, because I was looking into different diets and stuff. And like, that sounds really stupid. Looking back on it, being the coach that I am now, where like, I do nutrition guidance and stuff. And I have education in that. And it's just like, looking up diets was not good but I found one and like a couple women on the internet on like a what is it it's not tumblr but what's the other one it's like a forum site or reddit I was on reddit looking at what different women and they were all saying whole 30 whole 30 whole 30 whole 30 and I was like okay you know what I'll give it a try and so then I did it it was for only 30 days and it eliminated grains so processed foods, so all processed food, yeah, all junk food all sugar with like, I know all stuff like that food,
0: but you know what? I flipped the food guide. I follow keto carnivore, mm-hmm. basically carnivore keto, you know, mostly meat and flip it around. You know, humans were never, ever designed to eat grains in a high quality quantity. I mean, Mm-mm. I think about if we were, our ancestors were in the wild, we're walking around. We didn't have mm-hmm. fucking loaves of bread everywhere. So it's not about being no. fat because people like Atkins low carb. It's like, it's not about that. It's the fact that mm-hmm. like it inflames your body, especially when it's yeah. processed. So if it's like alternative yeah. protein noodles and like, especially the whole grain, because people understand it's like, it's not because, like, people are like, oh, I bought this isolated this. You know, it's an isolated this. It's like, but it doesn't, It your body doesn't know what the fuck it is. Like, it doesn't know mm. what you just put in it. So it confuses your body, which causes inflammation. So it's like, hey, it's, you, it's a muscle confusion. To...
1: So it's CrossFit. Oh my God.
0: Sorry. <laughs> sorry to the CrossFitters. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm always hating to, you know, I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, one of these days, I'll like get demonetized over a CrossFit show. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, when, it's like, what I'm saying is when, when the ingredients are complicated, they're weird your body doesn't know what the fuck it is. And it's just like, it'll either process it three ways, like a stored fat, it'll pee it out, or it'll just make you aller- like your body, put put your body in the flame state where you just have allergies. So you know what I mean? Like I agree hundred percent with you. It's like, most women cannot digest a lot of grain. Like I, as skinny or not, I, I, I swear to God, every woman I talk to So based with your nutritional sciences and training, what are things like, I know not from a you know doctor perspective that you have found when you work with your class and you'll mm-hmm. that you, you know, add to your training or take out when it comes to diet. Um, if women are experiencing some hormonal challenges or just, just challenges in general, in terms of having energy to lift and train, what are some things you might taking out or adding to the diet?
1: Well, one thing that I noticed with the whole 30 was that dairy and processed grains and processed food were more inflammatory. So in terms of feeling bloated, feeling gross, feeling slow, I found that because I was, I was a little calf. Like I would drink like my poor mother probably <laughs> bought three or four, four liter jugs of 2% milk. And we just guzzled them. like water was the not, an option. it was 2% milk or nothing. And I think I had like five or six cups a day. Like I was a little calf. And so I even took that into my adulthood and I was like, I love milk. Um, but with this diet, when I took out the milk and took out the dairy and took out the grains and took out the processed foods and took out all that the fluff. And I was just left with, Low glycemic index, carbs, and then high protein and good quality fats. My body wasn't used to that. And so I went through an extreme craving. De- how, what's the word I'm looking for? Not depletion, but it's just like, oh,
0: it's, like it's like being withdrawals.
1: a addict, right? I went yeah, with yeah. I went through a bunch of craving withdrawals. And what people don't understand is your brain and your gut are they go hand in hand. And for years, I built up this tolerance and I built up these habits of eating these certain foods, which were had inflammatory markers in them which I'm pretty convinced is where this all came from. And just like bad diet mixed with really bad diet pills mixed with ruining my body with laxatives, just a cumulative effort.
0: Oh, 1,000% all those things. So you know? I know that you had studied you know, when you were in university like, uh, like neurological disorders, and that's a subject I'm really passionate about as a person with disabilities. Um, I know there's a lot of things that can contribute to that. And you know, kid with a speech disorder, and we talk with autism spectrum, and it's not always fixing nutrition. But I'm curious, like you know, because you're a strength coach, because you know, like you coach with nutrition, um, and you study that, um, and then your own personal experience, right? What What are some things that you've learned in terms of, like you said, that you know, the brain gut uh, correlation, right? And what are some things that you've discovered when training your clients has helped them neurologically and vice versa what are things that you do in terms of like mind training and developing people's mind as athletes what are some things that you recommend like you recommend your clients that you'd recommend to listeners that they would start implementing
1: um to overcome challenges well one thing is with the challenge of cravings um i tell people that it's taking you have to think of it just like how there's period rivers in your in your brain you have to think of eating like shit creates little divots and little ruts and your brain is so used to feeding those ruts with these chemicals and like these feel-good hormones of like the sweet the salty and the extremely flavorful foods and so your body craves that and so when your body doesn't get that it goes through withdrawals until you feed it so the one thing that I like to tell my clients is going cold turkey is the worst thing you could do you have to snuff out the craving by a little bit at a time until you get to a point where it's not an issue anymore and some people who are listening to this will be like, I don't have that problem. That's nice. Good for you. Lots of people do have that problem, though. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm like, glad. Well, I don't have card
0: trouble. It's like, what's the last It's like, <laughs> excuse me, let's yeah. not relevant. Yeah. Anyway, Continue. So There's it's no like' out of this podcast.
1: you're a good for you. I'm really glad that you don't have issues with cravings. <laughs> I'm really good, you don't I'm really happy you don't struggle with that. but people who come to me do. So what I like to tell them is you snuff out the craving a little bit at a time. So if you're getting a craving for ice cream, feed the feed the craving, have maybe one or two scoops instead of five scoops and have you know and just like
0: say have a little bit sugar, sugar right like get ice cream with sugar you can alternate. You know? you know, bananas have a high amount of sugar. So it's like, okay, so mm-hmm. instead of having like bananas, Make so banana, carbs, ice you cream. can have Greek yogurt or like yeah. lotion, regular yogurt Yeah. Add and a half a banana and yeah. smash peanuts and other things like, and, and follow me on Instagram, you guys, cause I post like recipes all the time and shit. So if you're curious, like there's a healthy alternative to something. So everything. So for me, when I was breaking that sugar diet uh, craving, mm-hmm. sorry, I went into honey. Right. And then eventually mm-hmm. I wasn't addicted to honey. I went to stevia and I kind of broke off the stevia and mm-hmm. then I had like proper insulin. I never got diagnosed yeah. with diabetes, even though I see it, I never looked into it. I never tested my blood work for that. But when I did get tested, I was like, oh, you're fine. Come back fine. Maybe just give me some. But I, because I have such similar experiences as you, it's like a combination of things. Um, but it's like you said, it's those little habits bit by bit by bit, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. try to take four supplements a day when you're fucking brand new. Mm-hmm. Like people, are yeah. like, oh, I couldn't stick to it. And I used to sell supplements back in the day. sauna. they were like, I can't stick to it. Because you're trying to do too much all the fucking ones. And it's not yeah. healthy for your body. Your body's like, what the fuck? Because like you said, yeah. it's just, it's the same thing when you talk about because food can be an addiction the way it fucks with your brain
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so it's the same thing when you have somebody who's a drug or alcohol you know attitude, yeah
1: 100 percent. i say it's you worse
0: right oh totally you can't just be like extreme and that's why diets fail and that's why people fail and that's why yeah. then you yo-yo diet then you fuck up your metabolism as a woman and then you can mm-hmm. actually say yeah i can't lose weight because yeah you fucked it up so bad and so yeah like, you, you just recover so it's like totally don't fucking cold anything it's about mm-hmm. long-term sustaining you know, lifelong mm-hmm. health and doing it like, yeah, everyone likes detention. Everyone likes to be like, look at my power story three months, but you never see those people a year, two, three years down the road. So it's like, it's better to take it slow. Maybe not have as many yeah. followers at once, right. As many Instagram yeah. posts, like it's, it's not about that. It's about, if you want to live long, don't destroy your fucking organs because <laughs> yeah. you only have one set.
1: So yeah. Or it's just like, instead of snacking every night, say, okay, this week, I'm only going to snack four nights a week. And then once you've built in the habit of, yeah, I I'm good with four, but like, let's work it down to three. And it's just like, don't, say, I'm never having this again, allow some room for mistakes because mistakes are the building blocks of success. And you don't want to quit cold Turkey because that brain chemistry and that those brain chemicals that feed those cravings, like they will destroy you. I, when I did the whole 30 diet and I wasn't allowed candy, it was day 21. I remember it was 9.00 PM in the evening and I was rolling around on the ground in intense pain because I wanted sweets, intense pain, it was awful. I've never been in that kind of pain before, and unless you've gone through craving withdrawals, you have no idea. It's awful. Well, it's awful. just people with mood disorders, right? Like, mm-hmm.
0: it's a, it's a very it's a very real, serious thing. So it's not always like yeah. mind over matter. Like, you know, there's no. work, and no, no. Um, I hate when people shame people when they're in that process. Like, mm-hmm. it's not always about self control, but it's important no. to recognize. Like, there has to be consistency, but I always I will say till the day I die, 20. Like, you got to give yourself a hundred percent withdrawal process transition time if you're going yep. for 100, you're gonna fucking crash and burn I don't care who you are like there's only so much mind. there's a lot more matter <laughs> I mean so yep. like be and, reasonable, I... man. and be nice yep. to yourself don't fucking punish yeah. yourself just, like that's how you get binging disorders that's what I had because I was like you disgusting ass pig I this <laughs> good, right I mean, sicko I used to I was I don't know if you do this but I definitely I'm sure a lot of girls or people listening do it's like I'd plaster my fucking walls probably to the time I was 24 25 with like bodies I wanted or things out of magazines yeah I did that so obsessive I freaked me out because I'd have like I wish I had a picture of it I did back in the day on old phone but um I had like tracking I would track all the little things I did like I was basically I put a communist sergeant in my brain and I would, just, and I would <laughs> you know, I would yeah. get mad at myself. I had to listen to this communist later in my head and be like, you like tick off all the character boxes and things I'm supposed to do. And it's like, yeah, it's fucking, like it's mental, like it's paranoid. Like, it's not yeah. healthy. And it no. set me free in the sense that I was like, yeah, I got to eat, you know, proper yeah. so I don't feel nauseous so I can lift and have yeah. the energy and yeah. self-love. And because it's yeah. not such a body image focused um, no. uh, sport, I was able to focus on what really mattered. Right. Which was yeah. the health. And it's and that's one thing- time, It just, I was like, oh wait, I'm not a fucking
1: eating disorder person anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. You know what I mean? I, I'm curious if it happened to you like that, but anyways, go on. Well, I was just going to say, and like, that's one thing I tell my clients all the time is just like, you have to be gracious to yourself first. You have to give yourself grace to make a mistake because it's not a matter of willpower. Your willpower is strong, but you have to understand it's 30, it's 40, however old my client is. It's that many years of brain chemistry patterning and you're not just going to break it overnight. Like one thing that my physio said to me that I'll never forget is how long did it take you to get pregnant? Nine months. How long do you think it's going to take you to get your body back? Nine months. You were injured five years ago. How long do you think it's going to take you to fully heal from that injury? Five years. So it's like however long it took is how long it's going to take. So it requires patience.
0: Yeah, like, this is a fact, like, any, like, pro athlete who's, like, basically, you know, cheated with recovery with steroids and just different things, I'm not hate on them, I'm just saying, is it, 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 it'll burn you out, it'll bite you at some point, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you there's you a, a know. fatigue level, it's a fatigue, it's real, so, uh, anything else in terms of, like, things you would, like, to say, add or take away when you're, you know, um, over- overcoming the diet, or the, your, your training plan, you know?
1: It was a big matter of discipline and it was a choice I had to make. It was hard because I still love my sweets. I still love my snacks. And it's, it was a matter of discipline and people all the time ask me, where do you get your motivation from? Like, how, how do I stay motivated? And it's just like, honestly, I have no motivation. Like my motivation went out the door when I started training strong men, because not only was I training alone, I had no one to motivate me. Like who was there? And then I was the only strongman training at a CrossFit gym no one understood what I did. And so everyone would look at me funny. So like, there was no motivation. Yeah. I had to build that mental fort in my head of safety where it's just like, no, I'm here to do this. Like, this is fun. If I do this, this means I get to see my friends when I compete. And it was setting goals rather than finding motivation because motivation is fleeting. It comes and goes, but it's yeah. the discipline that you put in every single day where you cho- you make a choice to move one step closer to your goals. So in terms of like motivation and like stuff like that, that was a choice that I made, like, okay, I want kids. I'm going to start eating healthy and I want my blood work to look good. So it was, I was, I changed my eating lifestyle and my eating habits for a goal and like motivation. No, there is none. Like what motivation? I hate eating healthy all the time. It sucks. It's boring. But when you see, when you start to see the clothes fit different, when you start to see your blood work, and your doctor saying, oh, you have amazing blood work. Oh, your, your weight's a little up, but like Honestly, no big deal. I'm really happy with your blood work and like let's send you for more tests. Oh, those tests are perfect. So it's just like there's different goals now. And it's just like, what's your motivation to eat healthy? Like Like, you have to always come back to that.
0: You know, like parenting is like running a fucking marathon basically every day. Mm -hmm. And you cannot do it if you don't have the energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like you have to be fit. Like I, you know, it's one of those controversial debates where you know, women are like, Oh, you're like body streaming other heavier I'm Like, no, I'm not. I'm telling you that, like, as a person with Mm -hmm. disability who's heavier set, I'm telling you that babies maim your body some people yep. win the genetic lottery and it doesn't can't even tell they have kids okay but that's 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 not common though not my and story so, so yeah so anywho my point is is like you know if you want to be strong and healthy and fit for your kids whatever your size is like you have to take care of you and yep. i need prep because i want to be a better mom i want to spend more time playing and like honestly when my kid's awake i've got 45 minutes in between his nap times and if it takes me 20 minutes to cook and prep food and you know what i mean it doesn't even much time to eat it so yeah. if that stuff's done. I can eat properly. I can eat healthy and not be rushed and spend time with him and not be like, let me eat, you know? And after my first kid, I was so fucking tired, just like drinking pots of coffee a day. Yeah. Um, and I used to sleep way more and I've only, I'm not, I'm not promoting it. You should get sleep, but I know sometimes like, I also just have like, I hear everything. I'm a light sleeper. So um, <laughs> me too. Like, mm-hmm. me too. I'm like, hello. you know, uh, don't die. Are you breathing? You know, SIDS, right? It's a real thing. So anyways, if you don't have a newborn, um, yeah, it's like, get your sleep, but, um, you know, it's not I don't know why like we've accepted this as women mm-hmm. like to I know. put the kids first to the point where it's making you ill
1: and the husband's mm-hmm. like you
0: know and I like I don't know just, your yeah. health
1: always has to come first like if you yeah. don't look after yourself first how are you supposed to look after somebody else yeah it's just like Probably. RuPaul says if, if you ain't gonna love yourself how the hell are you <laughs> supposed to love somebody else can I get <laughs> an amen up in here but it's just like it's even like flying like what do the flight attendant say? Put the mask on yourself first and then yeah. help your husband <laughs> or so, your children. Yeah, like, but it's just I'm, like, I'm, how I'm are you bitch, supposed to help I'm, people if you can't even help yourself? And that's why well, that's why I changed. That's why I got nutritional help. Like that's why I got mental health counseling like that. Because it's yeah. like, how am I supposed to be a good wife? How am I supposed to be but, a good athlete? You, you, gotta, you gotta be willing to make some pretty extreme changes
0: sometimes in your uh-huh. life. That means cutting off all your family. And I'm not talking about a cult. I'm saying if, you, if those people are really toxic and you mm-hmm. need to cut them out, like when I first started Strongman, I had literally cut like I have low friend Facebook on purpose. Personally, mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of fans on my page because it's pictures of my kids, and I don't want them just mm-hmm. all over the internet. I haven't seen my Instagram, and I don't have a lot of pictures of my kids on there for a reason. So mm-hmm. don't be hating if I don't say yes. It's because you know. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying yes to me. Welcome. Oh. I have to because I'm famous. Because you're love- famous. Because yeah, oh, you're yeah. famous, <laughs> I mean, if you, you can add me um on my Stephanie S page, which I can't find, it doesn't come up when I try to take my own damn self and Facebook.
1: she has
0: tiktok too yeah tiktok the instagram just look at fantastic the dancer thick stephanie or panda strong podcast either way you find me but anyways my point is is like so because we're both actresses mm-hmm. i use humor to get through things and i use mm-hmm. a, like that's how i be positive is i make fucking jokes yeah. and i laugh at myself and if i like hit myself with the yoke i'm like oh, motherfucker. oh you know what i mean like i make a scene <laughs> and i'm like end scene um and she so just said to like you know you have to you don't take yourself so fucking seriously like you know life sucks yeah. sometimes and you just have to fucking make a joke out of it and like mm-hmm. look for the good and the humor like so i tried to tick tock with this cop at superstore and he was like not to <laughs> it and i was like watching from the till and i was like some little like 15 year old teenager weighed like 90 pounds i was like i was like hello excuse me i'm going to don't uh, no one fucking attack me in the start i'm gonna go like try to do talk to what with him and i was like do you think he punched me or arrested me because he's like sitting on chair, look like, really serious i was like oh i shouldn't do this like my head's like no he's not that type <laughs> like you know, I want him just to like arm pump. So I go up yeah. to him and I'm like listening to a song, and I'm like, <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> like uh, listen, my um, taxes like, pay your wage, dance. Yeah, dance, bitch. You're a public <laughs> servant. Anyway, yeah. so he's like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, ask some holy ones. I mean, he's like our age, and I was like, he, he didn't know what TikTok was, and I was like, listen, I'm a YouTube celebrity. I make money. He's like, oh. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, Facebook's like, no, not really. And I was like, I was like, okay, I don't want to be arrested. Listen, look, I'll delete it. I won't post. it. you can snap. I really, really wanted to not delete and just post it anyway. But he was like, oh, I will never live it down. I'm like, you have a mask on, bitch. Nobody knows it's you. Exactly. You know, fucking like no fun. Anyways, I'm determined <laughs> to uh, almost get arrested doing TikTok. But you just okay. that's what I'm trying to say. Like you have to be a big kid. Like you know why kids are happy? Yeah. If you if a kid falls and it looks like. <laughs> falls all the fucking time because he's me. He's not paying attention. He's like squirrel <laughs> and he falls down the stairs and shit. And he'll be like, like like scream and in three seconds he's just like hey <laughs> his face is coming. To me, it's all red. And I just laugh at him. Like if he falls, I'm like, oh there's a squirrel, go shoot and he's like, pew, 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 pew. so you have to be like that. Like you have to be kind of A <laughs> and just be like, oh yeah. my fuck. Okay, wait, I'm hungry. And I live a lot of my
1: life like that, like limping. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like when I'm walking, I'm <laughs> myself.
1: Yeah, I run like, into things all the time too. There's always a bruise on my body.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. And so it's just like, you can't, like, okay. So when you go back to like how we were raised and
1: mm-hmm. everything
0: was, we're like, we were raised in a way, our culture, our age group was raised of like, do or die in the sense of like, you didn't get a college degree, you're fucked.
1: Everything
0: was your fuck. You don't get a husband, you're fucked. You don't have kids, everything, like, you're fucked. Anyway, don't get you don't married by 21. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's bullshit. And, and you, once you realize that all of that's bullshit, and uh-huh. it's like not your identity, like then mm-hmm. you can drop me you we can just fucking live, it so free. Like kids aren't like, I'm valuable because I have blonde hair, especially five and under. Yeah. They're just like, Wee! And that's how you have to kind of be yeah, with life. hair. if you fuck yeah. up, be like, I'm sorry, try to do better. And, um, you know, hope it was kind of video so you can win money, send it to America's funny videos. Just kidding. I really wanted to win that my whole life. <laughs> same, <laughs> <laughs> same, um, yeah. same. But anyways, like, I yeah, just gotta laugh that shit off. So anywho, um. I mean, so how did you get to a place to like where you are today, where you practice self-love and practice self-forgiveness? It's like, you know, you read the books, you took the counseling, but other than that, did you cut people out of your life? Like, what did you do? Like, what are some of the positive motivation rituals you have, you know, to get your pump to get through those times where you're feeling like, yeah. I freaking, like, shit, I'm so sad right now, you know, like, how do you do? Yeah. Through-
1: well, I, there yeah 2019 was a rough year like a rough year I cut a lot of people out um just because it was like I wasn't getting the support that I was hoping for plus I was just in the group like in a bunch of different groups just because I brought a certain aspect I wasn't actually valued and like that's what I found is that I wasn't being valued I wasn't being heard I wasn't being validated And so it was just like, okay, you know what? I have to cut, I have to cut off these relationships. And it was really rough. It was, I went through relationship withdrawals, which is just like being, I I, I was breaking up with friends and friends that I trusted friends that I valued friends that I poured my heart into friends that I would at the drop of a hat, go and see a movie right after I was done on a Tinder date, you know, just like. They, they needed me. I was there. I was that friend who was loyal. I was that friend who loved them. I, I still love them. I still wish the best for them. Like, but I'm at a place now where I can say that. And where it's like, whatever happened, I, it's, I forgive it. And it's just like, honestly, yeah. what happened happened. It was probably for the best because I learned a lot about myself, but I had to let that go. And it was hard. It was like you can ask my husband, it was nights of me crying myself to sleep because I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out why I was being treated like this. Like I did everything right. I put them first. I didn't put me first. But, like- do you
0: hit really, you hit, see, but the thing is, is you hit a really important factor though, is like mm-hmm. what you're describing. So I didn't treat it, but um, no, it's called the barbell factor, man. So it's like, if you have a barbell on your back in your training, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have progress. Even if there's times mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. it ain't talking back to you, you know, you're not seeing big gains or whatever. You're, you're not losing there's an even yeah. push and pull and once I discovered that with the barbell I was like fuck you know man if I put my mind and heart emotions and effort into people and things that actually will give it back my
1: mm-hmm. life
0: can be amazeable so I, I just stopped being fucking um like what is it Martha Stewart married to everyone and that goes back to the way yeah. you're raised and also yeah. we were always taught oh if you're a bigger girl or if you're not super pretty or super rich then you got to kind of just like be the what's it the oh, there's a movie they made about it, which is awful like if you're I'm not saying you're ugly, but I'm saying you know if you're like the the chubby friend then you have to um be oh, suburban. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think that's is. But um no one's a fucking duff. That's all like no. movie bullshit to make you feel yeah. shit about yourself so that you buy shit. So when you yeah. realize all that is a hoax and that you are lovable and that amount of one Mary and all this shit, uh, whether or not whatever, whatever your gender, sexuality, whatever. I'm saying if you once you realize that like you are worthy to people. Then mm. You're like, bye, bitch, bye, Felicia. I don't fucking care. Like, I literally in a sales time, like I have block parties, delete parties. I love it. If, if it's not an equal exchange on the Facebook fans, I love you. If you're talking to me, we're liking to each other shit, we're interacting. You're you're like my homie, you know what I mean? Like you, my family and shit. But if you're not doing anything, I pray for you, I ain't hate on you, I ain't blocking you. I just don't need dead energy around me. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. life is energy, we're all made of energy. And if you're putting out positive energy, you should get positive energy back. And if you're not, then the person really doesn't value you. So why should you feel bad? But I get you, I went through that too. That was the hardest thing I think for me with the strong man was um, letting go of years, like what you say, years yeah. of people and memories. It's like, and these people would still contact me like, oh, I heard you had another baby or, hey, you want to mm-hmm. go for coffee sometime? I'm like, where the fuck were you? You know, when I was yeah. all this major fucking shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah and, and
1: growing up so too, like- not I, a
0: place I, in your life, you know, the place you in know. your heart, but not at your table, you know?
1: Yeah. And growing up, like I had to get, like, I was told a lot what to do. And so I was so used to bending over for people because I wanted to avoid conflict because I had never been taught how to deal with conflict as a kid. So to avoid conflict, I would just appease people and make them happy. And like, it wasn't so much people pleasing because, well, it was, but I didn't think I was a people pleaser. And it's just like, you do all of these things to Like in your mind, you're trying to bring value to your friend's life and you're investing your time because you see that person as valuable, but that's just them manipulating because they need something from you or people treat you like shit because they want to feel better. And so it's just like, there was a point where I had to put my foot down and put myself first and my mental health first and my emotions first and like take care of that and figure out how to regulate my stress, figure out how to regulate my emotions, figure out how to regulate my mental health. And it was just like, there was a time in 2019 I had to cut a bunch of people off and like it hurt and like I, I love these people and there were some people that I wish the best for but I never want to see again <laughs> and it's just like oh, you, know what? you do you you go your own way but you are so negative and like I feel so angry every time I'm around you because that's the energy that you give off yeah and so like, it's, it's just like I don't want any that, part so. of that yeah, yeah,
0: like, I'm a pretty happy, chill person, so, like, I'm not yeah. saying, like, I should not control my anger and be a ragey bitch, like, I know I got the dragon rage, but, oh, yeah. like, I'm you a pretty chill, same. fun, happy, chill teddy bear person, so, like, if I get disrespected, I have savage issues, and I mm-hmm. try to be savage, but, I mean, I just, yeah, I was just raised to treat people with equal respect, and I just, that's how mm-hmm. I live, and I think that's what people should be, and, whether or not you're a man or a woman, like, I think everyone deserves respect and love, and where you are in your life, income-wise, body weight-wise, whatever. We're all, we all you know, sinners, we all have our, 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 like, negative aspects to us. No one's perfect. And good no. friends will challenge you and convict you to grow, and, yeah. you know, it's like iron sharpens iron they help you grow, and, and I feel like, you know, if you're going to be successful strong, or anything, lifting is mind game, and you have to think to yourself, yeah. yourself, like, I'm going to put in the work and there should be a good fight. There is such a thing as, like you said, good conflict, healthy conflict. And
1: then there's just mm-hmm. like, negative, which we talk about never going story. anywhere. Yeah. So,
0: so I want to talk about, like I said, challenges now. So we talk about emotions, mind, spirit, all that kind of thing, especially like with the church stuff and our brains, like so much calm ground. is the same, but um, like, when it comes to the physical body, like obviously, you know, I'm, both, like, not, I'm not, uh, I don't, I don't see these as bad way I don't see myself as obese. Like I, I kiss consider myself healthy. My blood work says I'm healthy, but mm-hmm. you know, it's heavier girls lifting um and are people just like maybe it's like an older lifter male or female or it's a teen boy teen girl um, or some of the disabilities missing limbs like what are some movements you know from a kinesiology perspective like especially when we talk about say for your core for example like the muscles that run across what are some key uh movements that you and it's not about quick results it's just about like long-term health and, and what are some key exercises that you would recommend people going to if they're like either reached a plateau and they're lifting or they're you know their balance is off they're just like you know i mean like they're just not it's just not working such i mean not games or they're just not being able to lift technically right what are some things that you think you know in terms of uh, calisthenics or whatever uh movements movement patterns or movements isolated movements that you feel they could do to take on whether or not they have a lot of equipment outdoor or whatever
1: mm. well the basics should never be underestimated the basics should never be forgotten like in terms of um in terms of lifting, the number one thing that I teach my clients is first of all, how are you breathing? How are you bracing? Okay. Let's go. Let's first start at your core. Okay. You're not breathing properly. You're not bracing correctly. Like you need to breathe into your whole back. And I found that lots of people have a lot of trouble with that because they think, okay, breathe into my belly, breathe into my diaphragm. And they're just breathing into their, their abs. They're not breathing into their <laughs> obliques, which wrap all the way around your spine. They're not breathing into their, and when you, when you learn how to brace and learn how to breathe, weight's just going to go up. And then when you put a belt over top of that, now we're cooking with peanut oil now. Like now you have a double core Shit. and it's just like, you know? So it's like, how are you bracing? How are you breathing? Those are the basics. And then it's just like, okay, let's start at your feet. What are your feet doing? What are your knees and your hips doing? So it's like, there's a lot of things that- um, I mean, so yeah. I like this is
0: why I'm promoting dad's training um, because it's a fact, like in Toba Pilates, ballet, um, the movements that I do is like your, your foot, ankle, knee health. Like if you're doing mm-hmm. like jazz dance and jazz warm-ups and stretch and strength and stuff that you would see, you know, cheerleaders do or gymnasts, it's all very similar sciences mm-hmm. and exercises and movements. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, they're strong as fuck, man. And mm-hmm. they're not like super bulky or super heavy. Like gymnasts are tiny. So mm-hmm. let's say tiny. I'm just saying it like, um, like you're talking they're like, short.
1: Like, oh, they're short humans, oh, like oh, five, oh, two and yeah. shorter
0: training the little muscles is so fucking important like go deep man muscles are layers they're not one layer um yeah. and that's what i always say is like it's it's like i don't know i just like prevent injuries um, have fun switch it up because that's how you stay interested but mm-hmm. when you talk about um like the mental aspect of it is if if every time you have an obstacle with lifting or you're closed minded to trying other things then you're not going to reach your full potential like when it comes to overcoming mm-hmm. challenges right so it's just like yeah. do what you got to do to get there you know what i mean and yeah. like uh, don't compare yourself to other lifters processes if it doesn't work out like their style yeah. is so good for you kind of thing like don't compare and contrast mm-hmm. so, yeah.
1: yeah and like sometimes all it takes is firing the, the cns a different way you know like i get my athletes to do a lot of unilateral stuff so single arm stuff single leg stuff um, a lot of hip hinges. It's just like, let's get that CNS firing. Oh, and say, what are you doing? Because there have been so many times where I have put a big athlete through a body weight movement and they are dripping in sweat. And it's just like, nice. That's what I want. <laughs> and it's a simple sweat. movement and it's, it's bringing it back to the basics. And it's just like, you can lift poorly your whole life, but move a lot of weight, but then hit this plateau because your biomechanics are off way that you hinge is wrong the way that you brace is wrong your feet are all over the place like you have to strip it down back to the basics and not be scared to keep going back to the basics because when you go back to the basics you hit those little muscles you hit those stabilizers you hit everything that builds your main lift and it actually makes it stronger so that's what i would suggest is like never ever ever think you're good enough for the bait or too good for the basics because when you're too good have fun, like injury is gonna find you and bite you. I've seen so many like,
0: girls that just like bodybuilding and I'll be like, Here, pick up the axle dead bar, and they fucking lift it. I'm like, Holy fuck! And that's why it's like, mm-hmm. once again, it's like you don't have mm-hmm. to fucking touching strongman equipment, you don't have to be even deadlifting to, to gain crazy strength. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, what was I gonna say? So, and yeah, never, like, ever, ever neglect your accessories. Ever,
0: yeah. we do
1: not pull this powerlifting shit. We do our accessories because accessories build the main lifts, always yeah. fact fight me because you can't change my mind
0: i was training in like a palatine gym and they'd be like so like you do too much auxiliary work because they'd be like palatine's like like you're not gonna get strong like what the fuck do you know if i went from a 50 pound deadlift to 250 pound deadlift in one year without Mm -hmm. steroids as Mm -hmm. a mom training sometimes without for weeks and only Mm -hmm. twice a week sometimes when my kid was sick i think i fucking know what accelerate like you know what I mean like I've mastered the auxiliary game bitch so I was like it's anyways like <laughs> you're a power lifter yeah I love you, you don't do your is, accessories like, get out of my face
1: yeah like shut
0: um <laughs> so uh like what are some of the, the the women or people like I said things rituals people that you follow things that you do to inspire you what what makes you get up every day and be a champion
1: um I'm hungry that's usually what wakes me up yeah, I'm like, I need to eat. If <laughs> I work out today, I I've stopped. There was a point like back to 2019, a very bad year. I unfollowed a lot of strong women because it was really hard for me to watch people stronger than me. Um, and they were middleweights or whatever. It was just really hard because I had hit this mental plateau where I was just mentally breaking down and my mental health was trash. And I just, I, I unfollowed all of them because in my mind it was, to- I, I didn't know the word toxic then but I just knew that I comparison is the thief of joy and so I unfollowed all these people and then it was I got healthy or I was on the path I'm still on the path it's a never-ending path it just keeps going and so I started to follow them back and it's just like you know what good for them they have put the time and effort in regardless of steroids like if they're natural or not they have put the time in and they are strong for a reason and so I can learn something from that and so last year and this year I've adopted that attitude of you can always learn something from somebody always so I'm not the smartest person in the room I know that I'll probably be learning something from you I can learn something from my husband who does not have a degree in kinesiology like You are never the smartest person in the room. And once you humble yourself like that, you learn so much more. Yeah. And so I just, I refuse to let, I refuse to compare, even though it's just a natural thing where it's like Jessica yeah. Fiffin has a 220 strict press and I don't. It's like, you know what? She's also really, really strong. She's been, also prob- she's form. also older. Yeah.
0: But also like this, the strong men like Eddie and all those guys mm-hmm. um, that did the show, Cameron was called on um, whatever, History Channel. Strongest man or. in history yeah so they did all these old lifts right and it's like there's not mm-hmm. one strong man athlete male or female in the history of time that's the strongest in every single lift and that's why I mm-hmm. one against Rihanna Lovelace because mm-hmm. she's like one-third his weight and pound by pound by pound she's four times mm-hmm. like she's yeah. four times stronger than him and just like repetition she was tr- yep. twice as much as him in that yep. battle so yeah it's like yeah it. who cares honestly it's yeah. like it's not about that It's the sport's not about that um
1: yeah it's and about, even like listening to Bailey's podcast, she was saying that she studies the way that they do. I do too. It's just like, okay, you have long arms like me. You don't have short arms. Like my, I have arms that are like, they, they leave the frame. I have three foot arms and people are like, well, you're just making that. Make- no, it's not an you know excuse. It's legit. Like, I have I a have three, three foot, foot arm. really
0: bad for my neck and my back because I have mm-hmm. to squat. Uh, I have mm-hmm. to squat in my leg stance and I have to squat at really awful angles in terms of form because my husband's six, seven. I'm five, nine and a half. And our torso is exactly the same length. Yep. So me and I'm my husband's like, legs are the exact yeah, same length. So These torso's term. long. So I couldn't I never find clothes that like this is supposed yeah. to go down to like I you, this was supposed to go down to the wrist and this mm-hmm. is like so right. Yep. So nothing nothing's so, properly. So my so point for is example that I was sumo deadlift mm-hmm. and I was always like thought it was stupid, but it's like as soon as I did sumo, someone taught me uh, I was pilot- I was around with a bunch of powerlifters who were training, they're like why don't you try sumo? I was like, I don't know, i am fucking hurt myself, I've horrible lifts. They're like <laughs> I didn't, I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, Okay, this actually feels right. And yeah. I have to think about it and it just was easy. I was like, okay. I mean it's yeah. less weight because you have more you're using different muscles, but I was like mm-hmm. you know, your your shape is it makes a huge difference. It really yeah it,
1: different different levers, different lengths. Like me and my yeah. husband, we have the exact same arm length. He's six two and a half, I'm five eleven. I have I have a five eleven wingspan and he has a five eleven wingspan. So that says that his arms are T-Rex arms. So naturally, he <laughs> is way better at pressing than me. And I have to when I coach him, I have to look at him a lot different than the way I press, because he presses so much different because his body is so much different. I have these long albatross arms and like someone else has shorter arms and has a bigger press than me and they're way lighter than me and it's just like different bodies different shapes different levers you can't be judging yourself based on someone else because her arms her arms are short as shit and she only has a foot and a half worth of arms of course she can press three times her body weight (laughs) like why is this a surprise and so I stopped comparing myself.
0: He did these fucking, like, he did, like, the military, uh, challenge, like, the the test you'd have to do to get into the military Mm basic training, Mm -hmm. and it was so funny, because, like, he's got thick legs, like, he looks exactly like my little brother if he's a strong man, and, like, it's weird, like, I'll show, I'll just post the picture sometime, like, same hair, same face, same fucking personality and so it's like i have a love hate with that he want to punch him most of the time because she reminds my little brother <laughs> Remember they always had it out for each other but anyways like so whatever anyways he's trying to like go over these logs and shit and he couldn't because he's just, like fucking chunky and his belly <laughs> ass drumstick legs wait you guys buy merch in the store like our legs for days shirt is the shit uh um, check it out because it's <laughs> fucking hilarious it's about having drumstick shaped legs like where you get like chafing like ripping oh. in your fucking pants and yep. all the time everything has to have he's yep. got the big ass i have i have done a lot of squats with ripped ass and went home from the gym and I'm like fuck um i gotta start wearing underwear <laughs> Like, anyways, always going <laughs> to the gym. That's my. Always, male or female, I've accidentally seen some balls too. Okay, you're fucking squatting, man. You guys your Manitoba are Manitoba wild. So people just make fun of my layers. They're like, what the fuck are you wearing? So I wear dance layers because, nice. like, I know I got a big ass and drumstick legs, and the ch- the chance of rippage is high. And um, you know, I would much rather be on the floor or fucking yep. like show. Rip makeup. your
1: pants. Yep. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, it was just a matter of like, I had to stop comparing myself to people because they're different. And so it it became a study, just like Bailey said, studying how different people did it. And it's just like finding people with similar bodies so that you can study how they do it. And so that's what I started to do and like, it's uh, it's way easier to follow these people on Instagram because now it's definitely it's an inspiration now because it's like yeah. wow good job like that's awesome like I don't think I could do that right now I can in like maybe half a year or something but like that's really awesome I'm really happy for you and it's like okay so she has short arms so this girl has long arms and this is how she does it well I have long arms so that's how I'm gonna try it so, and if it works yeah. it works
0: so because you're a trailblazer and you know what else around you I mean obviously helped the did degree and you had influences it in those ways but um what are what is what does your training plan look like? Your meal like your what is does what your typical week look like for you on
1: those fronts? Typical week, so every day pretty much looks the same. Um I wake up, I eat breakfast at 6:30, and it is two slices of bacon, through two eggs and uh, a protein coffee, sorry. and then half a cup of either blueberries or raspberries. Uh, and I we buy them from Costco, so we buy them frozen. I've
0: never heard about this. I've heard keto coffee
1: yeah so it's super simple all you do is you buy um a protein powder that's like coffee so we have iced mochaccino flavor uh-huh. and then we just like oh, i condense Lord. it so i put one scoop and then that much water and shake it so it's like super thick and then i pour it in my coffee and then it's like a latte and there's 30 grams of protein right there Girl, plus coffee you can send that shit going mm-hmm. hey. mm-hmm. i made like, a tiktok you know, about it i'll send a tiktok me. to you Yes.
0: Okay. So on that subject, before we go, and thank you everyone for listening in. I know today was a little bit longer, but you know, she has amazing stories. She's very successful. She's a very good coach. And it's important to understand that the person behind the coaching, because not every coach has a story and will get it. And not everyone has championed those kind of challenges um, or gives a shit. I'm not saying it's bad coaches. Well, I kind of am, but anyways, um, (laughs) i'm just kidding i love you all but uh you know like it's important to understand that we're all fucking humans and um Mm -hmm. that's why i talk about my shit not to get the sympathy from you people is for you to understand that like you can go through literal fucking hell and back, Mm -hmm. um and come out strong you know what i mean Mm -hmm. absolute impossible like for me to be debt-free have good credit cards good credit um to have savings in the bank to like be at where i'm at with my health for me, is a goddamn miracle. You know what I mean? Like, right. when I think about how depressed and suicidal I was with my PTSD for how long to get here, it's like, I don't know that person anymore, right? So it's like, you can do it. Like, you can do it. Even if it feels, like, not possible. It's like, if you can't make sense of your shit, just hit the gym. Like, that's all I have to say. Hit the gym, dance. You'll be more relaxed. It'll make sense. Calm the fuck down. Take a nap. Don't go walk. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially totally. now. So anywho, you guys, me and Jack Hay are doing some really fun TikTok challenges. And you girls, men, people, humans need to fucking do my challenges to win some shit. I have so much shit in my house that I've not mailed anyone. I need to, you, I got shit for you, okay? From sponsors and shit. So three things, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to, like our page, follow our page, share our page, subscribe. If you want to support me, support what I'm doing, help me support athletes, biggest way is like i said sharing it for algorithms but also you can donate if the little one says buy me a coffee and um i don't drink a ton of coffee but i might have had some protein coffee now um <laughs> later, podcast but anywho um you know support us support each other and uh these tiktoks man I'm giving away shit like $50 Visa card. Okay, it's up for grabs this month. So the TikTok challenge with me and Jackie. Oh, we might make you make so you can eat like the most Cheerios, like that becomes <laughs> I was gonna
1: be like, or like the Jackie Oh, that's dead, <laughs> but that's a little morbid. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: let's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, shit. Like the dead president's wife. Jackie O like the dead president's
0: wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, anyways, um, okay, so we're doing a toss challenge, okay? So please yeah. if you're your to- toddler or your husband make sure you don't break your back or break your kid if you're gonna toss them toss them onto a gymnastics mat wear a helmet and some shin pads and shit okay i don't be fucking sued because you threw your kid and got hurt so duetta you got a duetta so duet on tiktoky tick so you just make mm-hmm. a TikTok and then you just click duet on the video it's gonna be on our panda strong podcast tiktok account and there's one i have on my personal page as well it doesn't matter which one you do it on uh it still counts um and we want to make the longest um chain of tossing a human yes. or object really heavy it's yes. the heaviest fucking thing you can find and yeah toss either a human or a strong man implement you yes. have to toss it you have to toss it and rawr but anyways um so the symbolism behind this challenge people is to toss your fucking problems okay whatever obstacles and shit in your head the same you can't do it you're like bitch i can do it um my kid personally loves when i throw him um so <laughs> He'll be an easy participant, but um, don't throw your grandma, okay? I will put one disclaimer. So yeah, check out the ticket tick -tick tock talk channel. But your
1: grandpa's fine. You can toss your grandpa.
0: Uh, Yeah, unless he's got a (laughs) (laughs) cane. He's like, um. um, But yeah, if you want to uh, get hooked up with Jackie O's um coaching training services i want to really make a
1: commercial for you right now um, Where <laughs> do they find you instagram your website talk to me where you train out girl come on dance. Yeah, they Go. can uh find me at jacked underscore underscore it's two jackie so jack underscore underscore jackie um on instagram on tiktok I'm um, maybe on twitter i don't post on twitter if anything i just follow like the provincial update of covid so don't follow me on twitter <laughs> um and then i think on facebook it's jacked jb or if you go pro strong woman, Jackie Bundis on Facebook, and then my coaching account is at jacked strength club, all one word. And that's where I feature my athletes. Um, I post deep thoughts. Cause like, I don't really, on my personal page, I don't post deep stuff. I just post like, yeah, I did this go, good job. Yeah, you so can if you want want to like
0: have say Jacked unless you flex. Now
1: you have to Take finish thoughts. your sentence while you're flexing. Oh, I can't, I just crammed. <laughs> uh, I didn't get enough sodium and potassium today. <laughs> But yeah, that's where you can find me is Jack underscore underscore Jackie for most things. Um, yeah, that's where, you, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at.
0: So listen, I want to tell you guys that the biggest thing about overcoming challenges is to love thyself regardless of where you're at. So it's springtime. It's starting to get into the peer pressure of the summer bod. I have one message to you with Wear the no, bathing suit. Sorry. Wear the goddamn like I okay, I'm gonna tell you guys how gangster bitch I am. If you guys don't are weren't on my Facebook before, you dig through my Instagram, you will see it. I fucking walk around in a tight-kini skirt. It's got like a little poo skirt and I like uh like spaghetti straps and I walk out straight gangster with my sunglasses to the park with my toddler with sandals on, no pants underneath. I let those legs out and I get the looky looks and I was like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, ew sick I have a husband and kitty but anyways, I'm at the beach, people like, that's pretty fucking like, courageous. I'm like, courageous? I hate that. Anyways, my point is, is like fucking, you know what? Let me tell you something. The only person who suffers when you don't fucking let you live, self-live is you. It does mm-hmm. not affect other 100%. people if you choose to love yourself or not love yourself in the sense of like, you wear a bikini? Does not affect them. You don't wear a bikini, it does not affect them. It affects mm-hmm. you because you can never live life again. You can never have those memories again. So take risks. Try to pull the fucking truck. Try to log press. Take fucking risks. Yeah. you to live and fail a thousand fucking times to be a little mm-hmm. bitch on the sidelines. It's like, I wish I could. I should have could. Fuck that. Fucking, you don't need no fucking wizard. People are like, who gave you permission? I gave me permission, bitch. I don't need no permission, hoe. You need to live okay. that. you know, G rated for goodness. And yeah. what
1: else I think do? Thomas Edison yeah. said that.
0: Oh, yeah, well. Okay, <laughs> later, just, right? i feel like all my ancestors would be like shh The getting us in trouble the bloodline. I'm like, listen bitches you should have put some protection filter into the genetic bloodline it's your fault not mine okay i'm scotch hoe what do you expect from me so anyways um everyone's a hoe i love you and you're still a hoe you're just a married a we're all hoes come on no one goes no one's a virgin anymore calm down you're, a you're a what's that song i'm a hoe and I admitted it because I did the shit. I'm like, yeah. Ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking picture Yeah, the that. TikTok no, song. Home. Retired TikTok song. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we love you guys. Like I said, tune in, comment. Um, like recommendations for things people you want to see on the show and things you want us to talk about this is catered to you this is for you um resources are for you so you know what i mean if you ain't talking we ain't helping you so talk you ticky talk talk some smack i'll i'll mend the shit out of you all fucking jiffy motherfuckers like let's talk so anyways um no more swearing for tonight it's <laughs> almost Jesus time it's almost sunday i'll be here um so yeah thanks for tuning in we love you and thank you jackie oh you're welcome Oh, okay. Oh, I dropped an axle on my
1: chest, and I was like,
0: "Oh, look at those shoulders!" You anyways,
1: thanks. i not a piece like- of meat, Stephanie. God,
0: I got drops for me. <laughs> <age. Yeah. laughs> it. a- <laughs> and and a uh, kind of shaped ass. All right. So, anyways, see you guys on the next podcast. Do our TikTok pictures.